0: Welcome to Infinitely Rational, where we discuss the real eccentric and complex history of mathematics. Brought to you by Nathematical Expressions. I'm your host, Natalie, the resident math nerd. And I'm Kay, your researcher of weird things. In this episode, we'll answer the following questions. How can doodles get you on the bestseller list? What's the classiest way to turn down a date? What do either of these have to do with math? Let's find out. Last time, we built our Hypatia character and even started to discuss her work as a philosopher and mathematician. Now we'll continue into her impressive resume, and we'll start with her work as a writer.
1: Her LinkedIn would be crazy. (laughs) So unlike Pythagoras, we know that Hypatia was the author of a bunch of treatises most were probably destroyed in alexandria when a certain temple they were stored in was attacked by a mob although i've also read that they were stored in the library of alexandria which we know of sources course. are
0: conflicted is that what you're going to say
1: it's <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> that is the case <laughs>
0: You know, at the time, the way most people created works were through commentaries, essentially copies of famous texts where they scribbled notes in the margins to further explain or explore ideas. But these were corrections, interpretations, opinions, etc. And so they were just annotated copies of works, but nothing
1: new necessarily. I really want to become famous for what I <laughs> scribble and doodle in the margins of books. You would absolutely shoot to the bestseller list. Except that I don't think I ever could because I have this weird reverence for books. Oh, I think it would man. kill me to actually write in a book.
0: You know, I've just recently started writing in books lately.
1: <laughs> oh, this is a pastime, a new hobby of yours? It is. <laughs> so it is. What did you do over the weekend? I wrote in I some wrote in books. <laughs> This week was Moby Dick. Who knows what next week will be?
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, it was for work.
1: Oh. So. Okay, moving on then. (laughs) So it's likely that Hypatia's primary writings and her works were prepared as textbooks for her students. That's nice. Yeah, she was a teacher, which we'll talk about in a little bit, so.
0: I wonder if they had to pay for it. Pay for her textbooks? Uh
1: I doubt there was financial aid at the time, so (laughs) (laughs) my guess would be probably not.
0: For a long time, though, scholars believed, like you said, that none of her own works had survived. But specialists think today that the text we have of the Almagest and its easy tables is none other than the edition revised
1: by Hypatia. Actually, this is a big kind of controversy with scholars. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Like they're all digging in to try and figure this out because apparently the reason why they think Uh it's partly her work is because her father, Theon, Uh he wrote an inscription in this set of books that says, Commentary of Theon with edition revised by Hypatia. You know, I need to say
0: something. What? Every time you say Theon, I know you haven't seen Game of Thrones. I haven't. But all I can think of is Theon Greyjoy. And I just feel like there are other people out there who sympathize with me. So I just want to (laughs) clarify that this is Theon of Alexandria. Not Theon of House Greyjoy.
1: Okay, I'm glad you made that clarification because it would certainly go over my head. <laughs> now, <laughs> to get back to Hypatia and Theon. So, of Alexandria. Of Alexandria specifically, there's all this controversy about what he meant by his inscription. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, when they would write something like this, not the inscription, mm-hmm. but the actual book itself, it consisted of four parts. It would be simplifying the language, modernizing the language, checking the calculations, and then correcting if need be. But you know, if there were as many as 13 volumes of this work as
0: suspected, most definitely it would have been too much for Theon to have done all these roles himself.
1: Right. So you have to imagine, this is before the printing press. Mm-hmm. Someone is hand writing this. And so when a new piece is reproduced from that piece, it's another person hand copying it down. That's so so intense. we don't know what her handwriting looks like, but we would have lost it. Who Mm -hmm. knows if she even would have written it herself or if a servant had done it for her. We have no idea whatsoever. So at this point, we're guessing. You know what else is strangely occurring to me now? What's that? Talking about the printing press and the textbooks, Mm -hmm. if they were textbooks... Did they all share one book?
0: How, oh my gosh, how because they have how have got a Oh my gosh. What a time we live in. We're so lucky. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you. Brought to you by paper. <laughs> <laughs> by the by printers everywhere. Brought
0: to you by ebooks.
1: <laughs> oh my now I'm the one in the past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but with that being said, I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that it was mostly her work because she was a beautiful ninja who wrote (laughs) textbooks. Her father just provided some commentary because they say it's her revised edition after all. Plus, she has night vision, so she doesn't have to burn the midnight oil.
1: So that is certainly one choice Mm -hmm. in the choose your own Hypatia Mm -hmm. storyline.
0: Which is mine. It's my choice.
1: Okay, you have two other choices here. So choice number two is... She just copied down the text, but it's mostly his work. Choice number three is going to be she just proofread. She was essentially his editor. She just proofread and reviewed it. So at this point, I'm going to believe I'm going to go for a fourth choice, which is I think it's about half enough. Half. She probably did about half the work and he probably did the other half.
0: I love our two hypatias. We have... <laughs> Ninja Amazing Hypatia, you know, adventure comic book series, and then we've got reasonable person Hypatia. Oh, mysterious
1: Charismatic... Reasonable writer. person, We <laughs> yes. Because
0: Hypatia. Because I'm confident that there are people that look at other people, they don't know them and they're like, wow, how beautiful and mysterious. I'd like to get to know them better. But a ninja's a ninja
1: is what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Okay. But no, what I'm saying is that there are people that will totally buy into my Hypatia and people that will buy into yours. <laughs> <laughs> or they came up with a grouping all their own. Listeners, if you came up with a grouping all your own,
1: please email us. We'd love to hear it. I'd also love to see your personal drawings of your Hypatia. Ooh,
0: fan (laughs) art. So one thing that we know for sure that cannot be debated is that she taught, but sources vary on how. Correct. Option A is, I choose to believe this, she was always giving lectures in museums and theaters, prominent figures... Thronged to Hypatia. It was always party (laughs) up at her house. Yes. Party (laughs) at her house. Seeking instruction or advice. In fact, she was so popular that she caused traffic jams outside her home. Because (laughs) Hypatia's home was in the Rick Steves book. Everyone who (laughs) visited the city visited her. And actually, this caused issues with the then-bishop Cyril, who we'll hear more about in our next
1: episode. So you want to believe, essentially, that she she's so popular. Her, her lectures mm-hmm. are so popular mm-hmm. that she is stopping traffic. Correct. Because
0: another thing I read that I'm adding in, so I'm making a combination of them, is that <laughs> she taught... In her home auditorium, as well as a wandering philosopher. So she is for sure stopping traffic because people are standing in line with their tickets to get into Hypatia's home auditorium. Like, I want to see the show. So
1: not a home theater, to be clear. A home auditorium. Auditorium. In correct. a giant room. Yes. Where she gave lectures... At her leisure, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: And and here's the thing. First of all, she has a home auditorium like Mrs. Smith because of course she does. Of
1: course she does. But she's remember the how render. I just said
0: that... Exactly. But remember how I just said that she stopped traffic yes and that caused problems with then bishop searle who we'll hear about later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is how she gets her arch nemesis every hero needs an arch nemesis
1: and this is why i choose to believe this so now we're drifting away from your your assassin spy straight into comic book territory Correct. with your hypatia lean into it with me <laughs> I can't. I can't. I have to draw back and present our listeners with another option. A reasonable one. Right. About her teaching career. So (laughs) other sources report that she gave some public classes and lectures, but she influenced mainly a narrow circle of essentially like really good friends that benefited from her advice. I have to believe that one. Because I'm an introvert. That I, is like I don't you. want to be stopping traffic. I just you want to do
0: influence a narrow circle of faithful friends who benefit from your advice. Of the highest order.
1: I will <laughs> clarify. <laughs> Although I will point out, so I like your option because how do you find a house like that? Is there a real estate market? For- you got to go custom build. So when we look for houses here, you go on the real estate site and you can choose all sorts of filters. Is Home Auditorium (laughs) one of them?
0: I think you got to go custom build all the way.
1: Right. Well, because you want to make sure when you're delivering your Mm -hmm. lecture.
0: It's got the right acoustics. (laughs) Correct. You got to have, you know, like Robert's Rules. I think it's Robert's Rules where you have one mic for someone to dissent, one mic for (laughs) someone
1: to agree. Because there were definitely mics there. No question. Just like the search. There was definitely a search. (laughs) Okay, so if it wasn't enough that she was possibly <laughs> a ninja assassin, mm-hmm. spy, mm-hmm, mysterious, mm-hmm. intellectual, mm-hmm. gorgeous gorgeous woman or super charismatic mm-hmm. or entrancing with her wit, if she if that wasn't enough for your Hypatia characters, we now know she was a teacher, she was a writer. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough for her. Mm-hmm. Her she LinkedIn was, was off the chain. Off the chain. So in addition, she dipped her toe into science. So a, a lo- single toe. <laughs> a, to be fair, it's what she is it's not what she is known for strongly, but she did it. And mm-hmm. the the reason we know is because a past student of hers, his name was Senecius. Mm-hmm. he wrote her a ton of letters, which we will talk about later. <laughs> but he wrote her something definitely over a hundred. Different letters. And in some of them, Who he asked... Who has time to read that? I don't know. But he asked her for scientific advice. And his letters mm-hmm. credit her with at least three... Helping with at least three different scientific inventions. And when I say invention, I don't mean this was the first time this thing was ever created. Yeah. It was just kind of a takeoff of something that already existed. Okay. But that in, those things include a uh, planisphere. Mm-hmm. And also in Astrolab. Mm-hmm. And finally, a hydroscope.
0: Wait, but a hydroscope, isn't that a device, like, to see distances underwater? <laughs> like a spyglass yes. for underwater? see? She's a ninja. <laughs> she needs to go underwater. She needs to solve problems <laughs> wait, 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 in the wait, underwater wait,
1: wait, world. Wait, 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 you send her. her. Before you send her on a deep sea mission. <laughs> It's likely from the content of the letter he was calling it a hydroscope. More likely, what he was asking for. He's getting so ill at the end of his life. He says things are going so badly with this my health. After, this is after. These is towards the
0: end of his hundred million letters.
1: Correct. Towards the end, the last fifty or so letters, <laughs> probably. He he says things have gone so wrong with my health. I need a hydroscope, and I need you to mm-hmm. help give me advice on building this thing. But and- so
0: it's not a hydroscope
1: because that measures. Right. What he was essentially asking for was most likely something that could measure the density of liquids and medications. Okay. Also possibly urine, because at the time, (laughs) at the time, the the (laughs) density of urine could indicate illness, the weight of it.
0: This guy asks his old teacher from back in the day, who (laughs) he doesn't live near, to make him a device to measure his pee?
1: I want you to just hold on to that thought for a little bit later because we're going we're gonna to come back to it, actually. This is a tantalizing little tidbit for oh, later. Wait,
0: I heard one better. It's also possible these instruments were used for divination. Oh, ah, callback. And that he wanted it For his horoscope, because it's a slippery slope. (laughs)
1: Libra, today you will die. (laughs) Is that what he was? He was looking to get out of it to measure,
0: you know, where the locus of someone's soul is. Oh, he did.
1: Yeah, never
0: mind. You know, so she she was a ninja moon person, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. She was a mathematician, a writer, editor, and a teacher on a large or small scale, depending on what you've chosen to believe. But what was she like as a person? Did she have a Jekyll and Hyde reputation like Pythagoras? Let's take a break, then we'll come back and discuss Hypatia's friendships and possible romances.
1: Have you found it challenging to find time to meet people between teaching classes and being a wandering philosopher? Are you sick of pedestrian pickup lines? Are you the square root of negative one? Cause you can't be real. Did your last outing end in torches and pitchforks? Dating sites give you a picture and a paragraph. How can you gauge intelligence that way? We match you at the deepest intellectual level by using a scientific sexagesimal system. Let us help you find someone who's also wedded to the truth by calling eCalculate today. So now that we're back, let's start with her religion. So the concept of Hypatia's religion is really important because it correlates directly to her death, which we know from her (laughs) spoiler at the beginning is not not really a nice death. So it's kind of exciting. So so let's start with the first choice. You've been dominating the choices. So I'm going to start with this one. I'll allow it. (laughs) So the first choice that some scholars say is that her father, Theon, not the of one Alexandria from, right of Alexandria. <laughs> I'll have to add that little asterisk on all the time for him. <laughs> he told her, "Look, all religions are wrong in some way, and so don't accept any one of them wholesale. Mm-hmm. Learn about them, but don't become committed to one because then you'll close yourself mm-hmm. off." Which is an interesting idea. It's very philosophical. He said, "Look, reserve your right to think." He was very. I guess he was very slogany. Reserve your right to think. <laughs> because even if you're wrong, it's still better than not thinking at all.
0: I'm going to make that my mantra.
1: <laughs> Reserve the right to think.
0: For even to think wrongly is better than to not think at all. That's
1: pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, like I like that, that. one. <laughs> it seems like whether or not he actually said that to her she seems to have actually followed that because there was a lot of religious tension going Mm -hmm. on at the time she never really took part in any of it she didn't go to any kind of rallies she didn't stand up for one group or another she just kind of let it go
0: well i don't know what i necessarily believe yet because now i'm kind of sold on your reserve your right to think so Mm -hmm. dang it Anyway. Good
1: point. Damn.
0: I know. Worst. (laughs) Some sources state that she was pagan and taught an anti-Christian agenda. But it's least likely.
1: I mean, (laughs) I... Sorry to interrupt you. I suppose... most sources say probably not.
0: I suppose that's true because she did have Christian and pagan students alike. So she was an equal opportunity instructor. Correct. Two of her students also became bishops. And so you're probably right.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's probably the case. Also... I would love to just pause here because we, we've talked, right, about this interesting idea of the bishop tree.
0: Yes. Being a bishop was respected but not desired. Senecius, who asked her for the
1: hydroscope, <laughs> the pee measuring device,
0: <laughs> correct, to... he apparently did not want to become a bishop. Oh. No bishop mm-hmm. for me he saw it as a kind of banishment and he actually <laughs> was not the only one reluctant to take the position apparently this guy named ammonius <laughs> this guy <laughs> this guy uh, he, he cut off an ear and he threatened to cut out his tongue if the bishop of alexander wouldn't stop considering ordaining him so imagine you're just sitting there at work one day and your boss comes up to you and says You're going to do this job.
1: You're going to be promoted.
0: Yeah, you're going to be promoted.
1: I I don't want to be promoted.
0: But I'm going to promote you. The paperwork is already in.
1: Please don't promote me. (laughs) I really don't want to. I don't want to go work in that other building. So
0: badly, in fact that you cut off your ear and they're still going, you're going to do this.
1: You're, and then... <laughs> Next time it's going to be my time. Uh-huh.
0: Can you imagine how intense
1: <laughs> that is? pretty intense. Well, and you add on to it, right? Like, to become a bishop, it, it was kind of like being a priest. You weren't supposed to have a, a wife and children and these guys did. <gasps> So it was like, congratulations, here's your promotion. I'm leaving now, Uh, never to see my children and wife again. Also, please abandon your family. (laughs) Also, don't forget to submit your (laughs) timesheets. It's really intense. It's the worst, worst promotion I've ever heard of. I guess unless you didn't like your family. (laughs) Then you'd be like, finally. I have been waiting for this promotion for so long. Thank you, Bishop of
0: Alexandria.
1: (laughs) Okay, so now that we've gotten that very important important aside taken care of, let's get back to Hypatia and her religion. So at this point, we have the choices of what? She didn't really care Mm -hmm. about religion or she, she was a pagan. She was a pagan. Or we have another option. Okay. So some say that rather than religion, she really focused on her philosophy. She was Uh a philosopher slash mathematician. Yeah, yeah. And they say she was a Neoplatonist. Okay. So (laughs) so essentially what she believed in was if she indeed followed this choice. Uh Uh-huh. The Neoplatonists believed in good and evil Mm -hmm. and that the ultimate goal was to be united in good. Right, I mean that's essentially every religion ever. I was
0: gonna say there's not one that I can think. I would like to be on the side of evil.
1: Well, I think there is one that I can think of, but it's probably (laughs) we'll just leave that for our listeners to To determine. (laughs) But essentially, the way you got to good was that you gave up material things. You you moved away from the material world more towards the abstract. You know they were higher level things. Pythagoreans maybe? Very much, very Mm -hmm. much so. So it was it was very much about think deep thoughts about the abstract. And that will that's closer to Mm -hmm. godliness in a way. But the interesting thing here, and the reason we wanted to bring it up is that Hypatia was not like the Pythagorean brothers she did not give up her things and she was quite wealthy remember she has home a whole auditorium. Yes. auditorium yes she is wealthy she is very wealthy in fact the only thing that seems to suggest that she had any kind of humble nature mm-hmm. about her was that and many many sources report this she went around in a philosopher's cloak around town. Wait, was town. it black or flame-colored? <laughs> Sources don't say. <laughs> <It's> but luxurious. <laughs> it was... It was probably not luxurious. The what phil- black and flame colored cloaks are, which we know. Correct. The philosopher's cloak is essentially known in antiquity for being kind of ratty and basic. And it was just a way to identify that I'm these. I'm kind people- of imagining
0: it like a canvas, like the, the sack race stuff. Like you a know? burlap sack. Yes, like a burlap sack. That's exactly what I was thinking of. You with know, the, like honestly, a, with a string.
1: I'll be honest, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. It's just kind of this ratty thing. Also,
0: for some reason, a hood
1: in case of rain. <laughs> I didn't go that far down. Anyway, so her going around in this choose your own color cloak. <laughs> that was good enough for everyone else mm-hmm. to go, yep, oh, see, look, look how yep, look how humble she is. <laughs> She's going around in this dirty cloak when she doesn't have to. She's got a lot of money. <laughs> and and that seemed to be enough for everyone. That followed the rules enough. And, you know, I have to say here, I have to pause because this was my first thought, thinking God, what a hypocrite! Yeah, she's saying that she's this big believer in deep thinking and all these things. And Give up all your stuff. She's essentially going out in her gold-plated dress with a, a ratty <laughs> cloak thrown <laughs> over the top, and that's fine. But she wasn't the only one. All of the Neoplatons apparently they they operated in the highest circles with the you know the the bigwigs of the mm. day. So she wasn't the only one to do this.
0: I'm gonna believe you. Got to make a book, right? true so <laughs> you gotta make that money i believe th- but th- sure she's using that because you have to live or whatever mm-hmm. right but she's using her money to better educate people and herself because she has the home auditorium and everybody goes to her house that's so true she probably i mean you gotta cater that
1: you know so, sh- so you what you're saying is she needed that wealth mm-hmm. to better reach the masses
0: yes and if we're going to take it a step further, if you hold training sessions that are all day long, mm-hmm. you got to have food catered.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and then you got to have servants mm-hmm. to feed it to you. <laughs> so uh, there is overhead that you just <laughs> a lot of overhead yeah. when you're a wandering philosopher. Exactly. Okay, I can tell which choice you want to believe mm-hmm. in. I'm going to bu- I'm going to stick with the she didn't really subscribe to anything. She wanted to do her own thing. And that's all she cared about. So that's my choice.
0: Now let's talk about love and friendship. Oh. It said she had several offers of marriage from princes and philosophers. <laughs> the, the upper crust bachelor. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but she always answered that she was wedded to the truth. <laughs> And she remained a virgin. So, but stories vary wildly. Okay. The first option is, this is 100% true. She was wedded to the truth.
1: So that's option number one. Mm -hmm. Option number two is, while it's true, she remained a virgin and she didn't get married. It was more about evasion. She just never met someone she liked and who matched her in intellect and philosophy.
0: Option C, the third, (laughs) is that although she never married she did have love affairs. Various imaginary romances have been credited to her.
1: That is very true. There are a lot of romances that have been attributed Mm -hmm. to her. In fact, that brings us to our last choice, which is she was married to a man named Isidorus. However, I I have to put a little (laughs) asterisk on this choice because... Of Alexandria. (laughs) Right. Because if you want to believe that she was married to Isidorus... Sources report he was probably born between 16 and 35 years after her death. (laughs) And also sources report him being married to another woman. (laughs) But it's still a choice. It's still on the table.
0: So we got four choices. This is what I am going to believe. (laughs) Mrs. Smith all the way. Option C, she never married, even though I just said Mrs. Smith. She never married, but she did have love affairs Mm -hmm. because she never met a suitor whose mind and philosophy matched her own. But she told everyone that she was wedded to the truth. You can't
1: choose all choices. I didn't choose D. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. I'm not going with all choices. I'm not hedging my bets here. I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and say... She did not marry, Mm -hmm. but it was because she didn't find anyone she liked. Mm -hmm. Maybe her choices just weren't that good. I agree.
0: Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I heard a story. (laughs) Tell me. A student of hers believed himself in love with her.
1: Oh, I think I know this story. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you're telling it.
0: Yay, me! (laughs) So he believed himself in love with her, approached her... And declared that love. As you do. Like you do, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure your students do that all the time.
0: (laughs) Um, No, and I really hope that never happens to me. Because how she chose to handle it. Please tell us more. So she publicly, um, after he announces this. Right. I love you. I love you. I love you. Please Uh be with me. She... Publicly handed him her menstrual rags (laughs) and said, this is what you love young man no, and there's nothing beautiful about it oh my god the guy was so horrified that he basically like ran off to join the equivalent of a convent oh
1: no, no. wait 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 i have to append your story append here. It. he did not he didn't join a covenant uh a covenant, a covenant a convent he did not join he didn't do either of those, None things, of those things he didn't but, make a covenant with the convent correct he did not because the sources that i read do not say he joined a convent The sources say he's essentially so shamed by what she does. As he should be. As he should be. That he just turns to a life of pure piety after that. Also, it could be that he was so publicly embarrassed that no girls would want to go out with him after that. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so, so we have a lot of choices
0: here. <laughs> because again, right? This was in the auditorium. Right. People were still on the street. They're like, what happened in there? Ozzy, right. did <laughs> like, you hear what happened? Uh, yes.
1: Word traveled all the way down. <laughs> right. And once word traveled, there was a lot That's of... That's it. It's done. Well, there was a lot of arguments about what she meant by this. Oh. Of course so, there was. Of right, course. Right. Like, what was she trying to do? It wouldn't be a Hypatia story without that. Of course. So the first choice is that when she did this when she handed him her menstrual rags mm-hmm. and said this is what you love <laughs> what she essentially was saying beauty for beauty's sake is empty right like mm-hmm. beauty is surface deep get over it uh-huh. and you know it can't be identified in a material body right because she might be a neoplatonist yeah so she's saying no 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 you only love my body you should love my mind The other option that scholars say is that she was making a point between love and lust. This is not love. You don't love me. You're only looking at the physical. That's fair. Do you have another take on this? Of course I do. Please share.
0: He was too busy pursuing sexual pursuits instead of his studies. (laughs) And she was essentially chastising him because... Is he sitting there, like, he came up to her, he said, Hypatia, or Mrs. Miss Hypatia. Professor Hypatia, whatever you call people. <laughs> Daughter, those of Daughter of Theon Alexandria. of Alexandria. I love you. And she says, I'm wedded to the truth. Thank you, dear boy. And then, Wait, can I play a part here? Yes, you play the guy, because this is my Hypatia. Okay, you can't see it, okay. listeners, but I'm raising my hand again. <laughs> uh, do you have a question? Yes. I do. Is it about the, what we're talking about right now? yes okay what is it i love you okay so now at this point he's interrupted <laughs> he's gone to the roberts rules mic in the, the auditorium in the auditorium and he has interrupted class while she's trying to teach whatever she's trying to Math teach
1: or tea leaves or whatever it is and he's gonna be like but so- could i please just interject one more time I love you (laughs) (laughs) at
0: some point at some point how could you not this is what you love you man (laughs) i mean i'm just trying to teach my class here why is it be like this so
1: you're saying it's a teachable moment she essentially says i need to cut this off he is not getting it And so I'm just going to end this conversation right here. I'm going to mic drop this. She mic dropped the fool. I I want to believe this.
0: What did I just say? I'm married (laughs) to the truth. Ask me again. See what you get. That's what you get. Don't ask me again.
1: Well, I can sympathize with this because I have taught class before Mm -hmm. and you can teach something regardless of whatever it is. And a student will ask you something and you will stop class and you will answer it if you're a good instructor. You'll go back to what it is you were doing. And five minutes after that, another student will raise their hand. And what will they do? Ask the same question. The same. Thank you. I'm glad you could follow that lead because it means it's not just
0: me. <laughs> no. In fact, in fact, uh, I just finished a summer class and it was a running joke because I would have five students ask the same questions and the sixth one would say, "You know, she just answered that five times." So, do you so, think another
1: student was doing that to him? Like she already told you, "Don't say she any said, stop. danger." We're Will all Robinson. we're all trying to just stare at her and not listen to her. So, could you please just stop what you're doing? Don't make this awkward for all of us. <laughs> you're ruining things for everyone. We all just want to stare at her in you're peace. You're going to make
0: us leave,
1: and we won't get any more
0: catered food.
1: Well, but seriously, if you're in that awkward, that annoying situation where they're repeating the question over and over again cuz they're not listening when you first answer it and then it's this awkward thing where they're declaring their love for yes, you yes
0: oh my gosh i mean i kind of i kind of sympathize with same, her same same
1: but we might be in a boat unto ourselves <laughs> because we're teachers <laughs>
0: However, perhaps if we were openly declaring our love in public for people, we would not want
1: to be handed serious well, objects true, and shouted at. True. The sources are definitely horrified by it. They tell the story. They're like, <laughs> everyone Here's the was story. Horrified. Here's the story. Let's not talk anymore about it. It's kind of like Cicero with uh-huh. Pythagoras, where he's like, I heard this thing, but it was a rumor. So let's not talk about it anymore. And this is the thing that we've spent so much time talking about. <laughs> well, let's face it. I mean... She handed the student <laughs> menstrual rags in the middle of class. Like you do. <laughs> like, like she does, apparently. but Classy. Yeah, it's super classy. <laughs> it's a mic drop for sure, though. Now, look, I have to say, although we sympathize with her, mm-hmm. this kind of harsh version <laughs> mm-hmm. of her that exists, it's not the only story out there of her kind of being a little callous so remember how we talked about Senecius now mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, he wrote her a bunch of letters. He asked for the p measuring <laughs> device because he was ill. Uh huh. I want to take a second since we're talking about love and friendship to interpret his friendship with her. Remember, we don't have any letters from her. I think Mm-mm. it's important to note that yeah. here. We only have his the letters hundreds
0: of letters
1: <laughs> well my under so i read one source that said although the num the letters are numbered we don't have all 150 oh my god something. wait
0: wait <laughs> they skip this man numbers he's <laughs> letter one i think so. letter 73 i don't know if he number 298
1: <laughs> I don't know if he numbered them or a historian later numbered them, but I think he must have numbered them. Yeah, because how would a how historian would we know? know? Yeah, how would we know how many were missing? So regardless, he's written her Just. over a hundred letters. I and have feelings. <laughs> Hold on to them. We're going to add to those feelings. Towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. he's clearly ill, mm-hmm. right? He's unfortunately, he's mm-hmm. lost his wife and kids at this point. Like this guy, has he has a job he hates. We know, right? <laughs> he didn't lose an ear over it, but he definitely did not like it. And he's becoming unpopular with the people he's in charge of. Mm-hmm. Mostly my understanding is because he's a moderate and they didn't like that because yeah. it was a very polarized environment. Which
0: we'll hear more about in the next
1: episode. True. So anyway, towards the end of his life and the end of his letters, he starts getting kind of testy mm-hmm. and passive aggressive mm-hmm. in the letters to her saying that, you know, she's not writing him back. And that really bothers him. In fact, he later gets even further passive aggressive with it. And he goes, so, you know, it's really sad that you're not going to write me back. I've been so looking forward to hearing from you. Oh my and gosh. Right. Like, he's very intense. Stop. about it. He says, but you know what? Then he plays the martyr. Then he's like, Stop. but it must be my fault. I guess I'm just so Stop. horrible that you you won't write me back because you're so wonderful. Stop. If you're not going to write me back, it must be something with me. This happens today. Listen, there is
0: another side to the story, though. Lay it on me. He goes really overboard in some letters. How overboard? Thank you for asking.
1: (laughs) You set me up.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to set you up again because you're going to need to talk about this. Okay.
1: He was
0: going to give up
1: his hometown and go live by her. And that was a big deal at the time. Why? So at that time where you, your hometown, where you were from was really important because it had to do with when you die, that they would take care of your body and all of these things. And it was your legacy. So it was a huge deal to say, I will move for you.
0: Also, that not hearing from her was worse than losing his children. What? Uh Uh-huh. And if that wasn't enough. Okay. That he believes that she is the divine successor to Plato and should be revered. As a saint.
1: Okay, I read these things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I lost my children, but the worst thing is not hearing from you.
0: Also, I'll move to live by you.
1: You are again, a saint. Again, not attractive. Rage-inducing. But, but, but look, I'll add another option in here. He does sound needy. He does sound a little over-enthusiastic, <laughs> let's say, or exuberant in his feelings towards her. But there's another source that says towards this time, uh-huh. it was getting towards the end of her life as well. And we know what happens at the end of yeah, her life. Spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but some say she knew the end was coming. Like she knew things were going badly. Mm-hmm. And so was she was trying to, trying to spare him. She was trying to like cut it off. You know, it's too, it's kind of like the Batman thing. I can't be with you. It's too dangerous oh. to be with me. My arch nemesis might get to you.
0: I was going to believe something different, but maybe I should believe that because that goes with my theme.
1: No, you really shouldn't because I also believe he was needy and that's the choice I'm going to choose, that he was a stalker.
0: You know, I agree with that, but I'm going to take it... Kind of a step either further or back. I don't
1: know. Okay.
0: You know that song, Stand by Eminem, where he. Oh my God. Uh-huh, yes. Where uh, Who has time to read all the facts? That is this
1: guy's theme song. Yes. This is his life. He's
0: built a fantasy. You mean that Hypatia like trying to teach my classes, trying
1: to get this other guy over here to stop, like telling <laughs> I'm me. I'm busy mic dropping this dude yes, over here. I only oh have so God. many menstrual rags to go around, <laughs> and I can't mail this to him. <laughs> gonna send this by courier to you and then maybe you'll understand DHL. what i'm saying is there a preferred courier service for DHL. that probably <laughs> um, when you so... need to get your playtex there fast <laughs> Whatever you believe
0: about her friendship with Bishop (laughs) Synesius, we need to discuss another one of Hypatia's friends, Orestes, Mm -hmm. and another bishop who we mentioned earlier, Cyril. Who is not her friend. Who is not her friend. And (laughs) we will do that in the next episode. Woo. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Infinitely Irrational. For more fun, the research and math behind this episode, visit us on the web at www.infinitelyirrational.com. This episode was edited by Mathematical Expressions. This episode was written and narrated by Mathematical Expressions and Kay. Research for this episode was compiled by Kay. See you next time!